Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back, everyone, to the Live in the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaletti, and with me today, I have... Borislav Angelovsky, and I've been practicing saying that name for the last 15 minutes. I call him Boro, but I got it right, right? You got it right, my friend. Yes, Borislav Angelovsky is a 23-year-old entrepreneur, athlete, and student of life. Three years ago, he overcame adversity and uncertainty. He moved to a country, aka the United States, where he didn't know anybody and started building up from basically zero. He's a believer in the quote, what you write, you invite. And I love that, we're gonna ask him about that later. He is all about healthy living, pushing his body to the limits, and using the mind to achieve massive goals. Boro, welcome to the show, my friend. It's a pleasure to be here. You could not have said it more right. You know, when I was listening to you saying it, I was like, oh, you got some skills in <laughs> pronouncing it. I was, awesome. I was practicing for a while, but you helped me, and I got it now. That and we're awesome. ready. I'm so pumped you're here. Your story is insanely awesome, and I just want to jump right into your story so everybody can get an idea of your background. You said that you are living in the United States now, but give us a little bit of Boro's childhood, where you grew up, and, and how that was. Well, uh, first of all, if uh, I'm starting, it's going to be back home. Uh, three years ago, I was not living right here. I, uh, three years ago, I came to the United States, and three years ago, I was back in a country named Macedonia. So that's where I grew up. That's where uh, I went to school. Uh, that's where I started uh, uh, practicing soccer, and that's where I uh, actually became uh, who I wanted to be right now. Uh, that time in my life, it was uh, a different period, and it was something that I'm very grateful for and that taught me a lot of lessons that I use daily uh, right now. So that's where I was, and it's always home in my heart, but I feel that right now I've made like a home also in America right here. That's awesome. So tell us, for those of us that don't know, and I didn't know this until I met you, but where is Macedonia and, and what is the culture like? Is it very different from the United States? And kind of go into the, the culture a little bit if you can. Uh, the culture is a very funny thing. Uh, my words cannot describe it uh, the, <laughs> the better. Uh, when I advise whoever uh, wants to go, go visit the country. You're going to see the people. You're going to see the landscape. You're going to be amazed. Uh, it's so interesting because it's not all good. There is also some bad, but it's, that's the spice of life. Uh, Macedonia is in Europe and it's uh, best described uh, next to Greece. Everybody knows where is Greece. Everybody <laughs> knows where Santorini. And that's how we describe where Macedonia is. <laughs> uh, it's right next to that country. And it's uh, full of people that have big hearts, uh, work hard, 
but also sometimes can be uh, tempered. It's very uh, interesting living in Macedonia. And when I right now remember how it used to be like home, uh, I always uh, put on a big smile on my face. Uh, that's Macedonia. And it's very different from America in a ways that visuals, they're tempted to, um, to grow up faster than in other countries. That's something that I've noticed, not just uh, with myself, but also with my brother, my family, and with very close friends. So uh, th that's something about Macedonia. What's something different that I can say that can uh, be unique? Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, because you live right outside of New York City. You're in Jersey now, right? Definitely, yes. Is the, of course, you've been here three years, so maybe you've adapted too. But is there something that sticks out, even if it's something like, the food or the people or the, of course, we're in the middle of, you know, our kind of quarantine now, so it's different. But, yeah, is there something? Definitely, definitely I would say the food. Wow, the food, that's like one thing. You just nailed it with that question, definitely. <laughs> uh, the food is the first thing you do. Like, you get out of the airport, you go to the fresh market, and you have yourself some fresh fruit or vegetables right from the stand right there. And oh. you, taste, you taste the world. Um, that's that, awesome. that is something that is something that I remember back home we used to have like a green uh, a glass garden and we used to uh, grow our own vegetables and fruits and when I came to America that was something that I missed so very much but the people are different I can uh, say that the American people and Macedonian people are very different uh, in their own ways everybody is good in their own ways everybody is bad in their own ways but it's definitely something to see also, the sites. Macedonia does not have uh, any uh, sea. We have a couple of lakes, but the landscape, the mountains, the nature, the, the trees, just going on hikes. If you're somebody that loves that, loves taking a deep breath and closing your eyes and tilting your head up and just feeling the nature and the bees, that's a place to go. Oh, that sounds so awesome. So anybody listening or watching... We got to go visit. We got to get to Macedonia ASAP. What, what about like, so if you're, if you're in the, the markets or one of the stores, what fruit and or vegetable are you, do you have to have when you're back home? That's pretty broad. You got to have anything. But my favorite one is like the orange ones and from vegetables, the green pepper. The green pepper is something that it's been with me since little. <laughs> Are the green peppers in the United States? Because I love green peppers. Do they taste the same as in Macedonia? There is a, dif uh, a slight difference. Yeah. <laughs> and that slight difference is all that flight is worth for. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. So you're 23 year old, 23 right now. You were 20 ish when you came to the United States. Can you walk us through? Why, you know, why the United States, why you decided to leave home and uh, how that whole process was? Well, the whole process began when I came to uh, uh, United States. I, w I just turned uh, 20 years old when I was on the flight. It was the first flight of my life. I have never uh, got on a plane and the, pl the plane flight was around 16 hours. Uh, it all started with uh, a bad feeling. And that's something that we can all connect to. Uh, a bad feeling sometimes leads to a breakthrough and that breakthrough leads to a better uh, place, a better uh, way of living. 
And uh, that's why we say even our problems and uh, misfortunes can actually be the biggest lessons we actually have. We just have to see them uh, in the proper frame. So back when I was 20, I was going to school and I was practicing soccer and I also had really good relations with my family and my friends. But there was still something telling me that there was more to life. I would go out with the friends, but I wouldn't be totally fulfilled. I would go and practice soccer and I wouldn't get really good results. I would see the guys that were getting the results that were people uh, that I considered that weren't as good, that weren't as good-hearted also, that weren't as hardworking as me. But they got the results. And I was also just stuck in victim mode. So I blamed everything around me. There was a lot of negativity that we can all relate when we're home with family, with close friends. And it was something that was just bubbling up with the days. Uh, where can I go? Uh, after, after all of this was happening, I, I was just craving for something new. I was just stuck in a vicious circle like school, soccer, uh, home, friends. And that, that was basically my outlet when I went out like with my, with my friends. And I had a couple of very close ones that I can really open up to. But it came time when I actually decided that this is enough. There is a nev- next level to that life. I am ready to take. And it all started with a breakthrough. It all started with a really bad feeling uh, when uh, I had an incident with my father. And uh, I love my father to death. And my father did something at a moment that was such a blessing. It was a trigger. It was a a bad feeling, a breakdown, and ended up with me going out the house and going to the nearest field and just sitting there in 2 a.m. in the morning and asking, why me? With tears in my uh, eyes, just asking, why is this happening to me? Why can I get this breakthrough? And that was the moment where everything opened up, the silver gates opened up. That was the moment when I got interested in self-development. I got interested in uh, audio tapes, in motivational videos. The, all of the best speakers in the world, they were speaking to me on my ears, on my headphones, 24-7. I would not go one day without listening at least to one hour of positive content. I would read books. I would get interested in what other successful people were doing. So when I actually started uh, 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 surrounding myself with positive content, with positive uh, people, then everything and the opportunity came. I was going to my university one day. Uh, I was going to school and we had a break and I sat down to drink a cup of coffee with some friends. And they brought up this idea about a program that uh, gave you the opportunity to go to America for one summer, work there, and then after that, get one month of traveling. And that was the opportunity. So I took it with both hands and even in my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That is, it just blows my mind, that story. I hope everyone kind of just lets that sink in on the risk that you took and you, you took a big risk and clearly I think you've been rewarded for the risk you took and you had so many great nuggets in there. I'm trying to write them all down, but I think one of the things was the bad feeling. I wrote bad feeling equals breakthrough. And it's almost like 
it does, it, it is helpful if you're going through pain, you want to make a change. And I, I can relate to that from my days of drinking alcohol. I eventually associated alcohol with pain and then I made a change from that. So I love how you connected, you turned this bad feeling into a breakthrough and something positive. And I think that's a, that's a huge, huge deal that you, that you did that. So you come up with this sort of study abroad program in the United States and what happens? I mean, is there a moment that you're on the flight or the more the night before that you're like, holy crap, I'm going there, to the United States by myself? Th this was such an amazing time because for the first time in, our, uh, in my life, I was so excited. We can all relate that we were stuck at some time and then something happened. We were so sure about it. We were so excited. We could not go to sleep. So when I found out about this, I went to my father and my mom and I was like, look, guys, I got to go to America. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> you know where you live. You know how much money I make. You know how much money your mom makes. You know, all that reality, that it hits you in the face straight away. But what I actually learned a couple of weeks ago is you got to take seven no's before you get a yes. And I took four no's first. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, I got four no's. I got four no's from my father. I begged them, but... Uh, I kept on going and through the course of like two weeks, I got that. Yes, they figured out how they're going to finance me and everything. And then I'm so grateful to God that I had parents like that to support me. Uh, so I didn't have to actually go and get it myself. I, I didn't know how to get it myself. But either way, it led to uh, an expansion of myself. Why I said that? Because when I came to America, I was offered the first job of my life. I did not have a job. So even though I'm like 20 and I can relate with a lot of people's uh, kids right now in America, they're like starting to work from 15 and 16. I was not ahead. I was way back. I was held back. I, I did not have a job. I did not have any experience. I have made the maximum of my life. Uh, the, the most money in my life before that, it was around $100. That was how much money I've made my whole life before I came to America and I was 20. And when I came here, I just Im implemented such work ethic. I could not stop. I was so hungry and psyched that this was all happening that I started earning so much. People were praising me. I made friends that I'm, they ba they're basically my family to this day. I have this family that I worked for uh, and they live on an island uh, that's in Massachusetts. They are the best people in the world as soon as they saw me and saw how I worked and what I, who I was, they saw me for who I really was. And we're family to this day. My point of saying is after all the storm, if you don't give up and you keep on going and you put the glasses, the lenses of how can this be an opportunity, it can lead you to something more. If I could, if I gave up, if, if I, you know, if I came back from that field with the tears in my eyes and just said like, a, you know, you know, what with, with the heck with this and did not try anymore. If I just got depressed, if I went into victim mode, I wouldn't have had that hunger to go more, to actually go through the breakthrough and come out on the other end where it's all sunny and I'm in America and I'm working and I have a lot of friends and there's a ton of going on. So if you're, if you're here and listening to this podcast, maybe we don't know you, maybe we know you, but you know this, you don't give up when it's hard. 
when it's hard, you try to learn as much because that's going to benefit you soon. And that's it. That's period. Oh, that's so good. That is so, so good. I wrote down victim mentality and you're clearly the opposite of that. I, I need to ask you because as you're telling the story, I'm wondering, clearly you take accountability for your life. And I think that's, that's what you want. It's amazing. Have you always been the type of person to take accountability or at some point in your life, did you play the victim and realize I need to change this? Definitely. Uh, it didn't, ju- I, I didn't, <laughs> uh, if, if I'm being funny, I didn't come out of the womb <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> you know, account- accountability. It's some accountability. It's something that you develop and um, the things in our life are the ones that develop that. For me, it was a job. Uh, for me, the first year that I was working, I was working just low jobs and I was so psyched and I was very grateful, even though it was like something that it was in a supermarket, it was like in a food chain restaurant, it was something in that industry. But the second year I started to develop it, I, just, I started to work. I had a job where I had more uh, responsibility. When I was a manager, I was responsible with more people. And it wasn't just wake up, go to a job, do this, and then get that. It, I had to be accountable for myself to actually pull everything I got and give everything that I got in that day. It's very easy to do the easy things. It's easy to do the minimal things. But are you a person that is going to give 100%? I can quote Les Brown right now. I, I, I remember Les Brown the motivational speaker saying in my ears on my headphones on a motivational tape that I heard, he said, uh, he was quoting, actually, he was quoting somebody else. He was quoting a book. He said, all you can do is all you can do. Uh, And all you can do is enough. But make sure all you can do is all you can do. What he meant is, all you can do is enough, but... None of, not many of us are actually going and giving that 100%. We're giving 60%, 70%. We're like, okay, that was a good job. And that's it. Being accountable for yourself and being accountable for what you bring, that's, that's the truth. And that's what, when you can, we can, you can step up on a daily basis, 100%, give everything and do all you can do. That's where everything starts flourishing. So I'm not saying that I had success for the first time. I was this 21-year-old that I was trying, but out of like three times, once I would succeed. And guess what? That one time wouldn't be recognized always, but I knew I recognized it. Okay, today I gave everything I could, uh, I did everything I could do. And with time, people started to recognize it. With time, the, the skill goes up. With time, you become a bigger person. It's just like Tony Robbins, what he says. Tony Robbins says that it's not the things that we will get in life. It's the pursuit of those things that what are they're going to make of us. What's the most important part is what we will become. So if we operate from that frame of mind, there's no stopping us. In case anybody was wondering why Boro is on this podcast, he's 23 years old. He has the wisdom of like a 70-year-old, and he's a kid like he's 15 years old. So that's why. And his story is unbelievably amazing. The wisdom that you have at your age, I, I can't even fathom where you're going to be at like 35, 45, 55 years old. You're, you're quoting people left and right. You, you clearly are a reader and a learner because you just prove it by all this knowledge you have. So 
it's inspiring to hear that. And I appreciate you sharing this whole thing because your story is amazing. What's, how, so you get to the United States, you start working. I guess I'm curious about, was it easy to make friends in, in New Jersey and New York or was it difficult or did you ever have times where you were lonely? Walk us through how, you know, how your circle of friends um, went yeah. and if it was difficult or not. Definitely. First of all, thank you. I'm so grateful for your kind words. Uh, it wasn't, it, it's never easy. That's something that we got to get out of bat, like straight off the bat. Uh, it's never easy. But when I came to America, it was so interesting because uh, it was the first time I experienced that uh, so-called uh, American house party and uh, <laughs> and uh, working with the same people at the same place and just... <laughs> being sleepless and looking at each other in the morning at 9 a.m. right after the party we slept like two hours and looking at each other all last night was wild i went through that stuff but what i'm gonna say is be careful of who you surround yourself with and we all know that you know i've heard that borrow come on man you know like tell me something new uh repetition is the mother of all skill right so i'm gonna repeat it surround yourself with good people why you have to surround yourself with good people so when I was, when I was going and I, I was working on this island and I had all of these friends and for the first month, two months, it was cool. I was working. I was, uh, I was seeking for a second job. I got a second job. I was like, I'm going to make the most out of this whole experience because I know I'm capable and I'm going to go. And, I'm, and I did it. And then I would hang out with all these people. I met a ton of people. And when you're, when you're, in a, when you're walking and when you're working something and when you're energetic, yeah, it, it just sparks up and you make friends very easy. You're, when you're energetic, everybody wants to talk with somebody that, you know, it is like on top, of, on top of the head. Nobody wants to talk with somebody that's down. So I made a lot of friends in the first or two months of this experience. And it was amazing. I was like, whoa, you know, uh, the English wasn't any, any setback at all. I was practicing it. And what I could see is like for two or three months in, Everybody just was drinking heavily. That was their escape. So it was, it, that was the card everybody was using to actually con connect with other people. Uh, everybody went to this house party and we would throw this house party, uh, you know, bring your own booze. Everybody comes in, we hang out, and the next day we can talk with each other because we went through this last night. Yeah. We would connect on that place. But what I got to learn after a couple of months of this is that this is not me. And I learned this because there was some senior, uh, some uh, not seniors, but there, there was some, some friends that were older and that were more mature and they wouldn't come to every house party. They would come like to one, to a big one and be like, Hey guys. And they would have like one drink, two drinks. And that's it. They were, they were the good managers. We had bad managers and good managers. Those, <laughs> were, the, those were the good managers. Those were the, the close friends, those were the people that actually spoke about this wisdom. And I see hmm, these guys, they come and they connect with everybody, but they don't make it a habit. They don't dwell upon it. They don't uh, use it as an excuse to hang out with other people. And maybe that's why they're successful. And all of them, they were successful. They had their head on their shoulders. They were always a source of inspiration. I would be like, hey, Ted, you know, I would ask him something. And he would be like, you know, listen, come here, kid. And he would teach me something. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this is something that I want. 
So who you surround yourself with, that's who you're going to become. Don't seek friends that uh, are going to, are going to dwell upon like some uh, unhealthy habits. And that's something that was happening in the first uh, months of moving to any place. I've moved from Massachusetts to New Jersey. I've moved to a couple of other places, but that's always the struggle because that's the society today. We've been taught like this to communicate and to uh, be friends in this kind of way. But as soon as I started choosing my friends, not being mean, mean is a different thing, but you can be like, okay, man, that's cool. You know, you're my friend, but you just don't call that friend every single day. You choose to call the friend that is inspiring, that wants to go like work out and goes to the hiking and running and reads books and wants to start a business. You call that friend and you make that friend a close friend. And when you make that bond, you become more powerful. And guess what happens? That person also becomes more powerful. And that brings an even a bigger amount of joy to you. So if I could say something about my story, it was never easy making the right connections. But with time, I started distancing myself from the bad uh, influence and starting to hang out with uh, other people that maybe were more older but they had the wisdom, they were inspiring, and they were very successful. And because of that, there was a side of me that also formed. I told you this guy was awesome. You're just, you're so <laughs> full of like, so many great ideas. And I just to piggyback on what you said with surrounding yourself with people that are playing the game at a level higher than you, you're clearly seem to be doing that all over the place. I think you made a great point on, I was thinking about, the quote advice is free provided that advice is worth receiving. And like you said, if, if somebody is out party until two o'clock in the morning and is trying to give you advice on life, maybe that's not the correct person to receive the advice from. I, I so love <laughs> everything that you said. I love it. Now, just cause you alluded to it. I, I got to ask you, did you, did you know, did you know how to speak English when you came to the United States or did you have to teach yourself or what happened? Uh, definitely, I knew uh, how to speak English. I was practicing English since I was six years old. I oh. we went, we had a place in our school that we went and we practiced, we studied English, and it was also grammar and everything like that. But it wasn't very much speaking. So when I came to America, every second or second word was uh, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that's the funny part because sometimes you gotta be fast. And you kind of look stupid, but with time, it, you develop it. And especially in those three months, being around American people, and even when I was uh, close with some friends that I knew their other language, like Serbian, uh, some people that were also from Croatia and Romania, I wouldn't talk their language. I would talk like English. Let's just, you know, there is a power in this when you're playful and you're like, hey, guys, let's, you know, I know that we can talk our own language, but we can also speak English so we can get like even more better and luckily i had very good friends that actually did that so even though we spoke the same language came from the same country we still spoke english because we were determined we had a goal to become better at this and right now i i mean i can't rate myself but i guess that every uh, listener that's listening to this can rate me and uh, i feel like english has is my good suit right now i'm determined to make it my great 
and then awesome soup. <laughs> you do. You speak very, very well. And I think if they rated each of us out of a 10, I might be like a seven and you might be like a nine and a half. So don't rate. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, okay. So we're getting a lot of your background, which is fascinating. And I appreciate you sharing all this. What was, or what is the best part of your journey so far from the moment you got on the airplane to come to the United States to write this very second. Is there a moment or something that sticks out as far as the best part of your journey? Yes, definitely. One event, four days and 50 hours. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so it was the best part of my journey is something that I was, uh, that I've been dreaming about. And you know, just a question for every uh, listener. Have, do you have any kind of dream? Do you have, any kind of desire that it's just burning inside of you and just you're just hoping like oh my god i i hope this happens one day i'm gonna be so psyched i'm gonna be so energetic i'm gonna be like on top of the world i, I can i can guess that 95 percent we all have something like this for me there was this um uh, event uh tony robbins is somebody that i've been listening to uh since i was very um young and Alongside with him, I've listened to Les Brown. I've listened to other people like uh, also Arnold Schwarzenegger when, uh, for building, uh, bodybuilding. I've listened to many other speakers. I've watched a lot of documentaries about Muhammad Ali and also Mike Tyson, everybody that's been in sports. And right now I'm shifting into business. But Tony Robbins has always st stood up because he, he actually gave me the, the, the toolbox to actually unlocking my mind and using my mind to for my life so there was this event and i wanted to go to this event and i could not go because i want i had to work for a person that comes into a new country and doesn't know anybody first thing that uh, that person has to do is get stable you have to have good foundation you don't build a building on uh, fertile foundation first you make a really good concrete strong foundation and then you build the building so i had to be stable i had to um, have the proper finances i had to have the roof of, uh, over my uh, head i had to have the food in my fridge and those things in the beginning they were difficult because i never cleaned my clothes i never uh, drove myself to work i never uh, paid my own bills i never paid rent so there was a ton of stuff so I could not go to this event for the first year. And I went to work uh, the whole summer. And I worked on the, in the summer for five months straight. And some of those uh, months, there was some weeks that were 100 hours of work. Oh, man. That, yeah, for somebody that doesn't know what the 100 hours of work is, it basically is described in the way where you wake up, you get to work within the 30 minutes of waking up. You work like two, from 12 to 14 hours, maybe sometimes more. You go home, you stretch out, you have a shower, and then you lay yourself in the bed and wake up in the same position. That's how tired you are. <laughs> and you do that all over again for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but a disclaimer that I want to say about this is, that time of my life, it, it, it taught me a lot of things. It taught me a lot about resilience, about consistency and determination. It taught me a lot about mindset. So look at these challenges as uh, 
uh, opportunities to build the mindset. But what I'm going to say is when this was all done and I knew that I went through like five months, it was actually a couple of weeks before I finished my five month uh, challenge to work so much to get stable and be close to the, uh, my friends. Something popped up on my my telephone and you can guess it. It was another event of Tony Robbins. And the best part of my life, to answer your question, was me going to Miami on one of these events and learning all about how you think, how you feel, and how you can actually shape the, the life of your dreams by using what everything, everything is inside of you, in your brain and in your heart. So th- that was four days intense, 12 hours a day. And that was the, the top of my life till now. That's like the best part of my life. I love yeah, it. So that that's the best part, yeah. And that, and that's technically how we met each other. So we were at this. Oh event. yeah, that was that was yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. on day yeah. three. <laughs> day three, day three. That's how we met down in uh, yeah. Tony Robbins. But to your point, I mean, all of that is phenomenal. And I got to be honest, I've never worked a hundred hours a week. I don't think any week. So I don't know exactly what that feels like. But what I can tell you is. I think you make a great point with talking about the Tony Robbins event, and it doesn't have to be Tony Robbins, but anybody listen to this, if you schedule out two to four of these events, and it doesn't have to be personal growth, it could be in marketing or business or whatever your field of expertise is, to me, Boro, one of the best parts, and clearly I, I love Tony Robbins, one of the best parts was meeting you and meeting 50 other people that are in the same boat as you. So I think you make a great point. And and then, you know, just because we're in, you know, COVID's happening doesn't mean you can't do a virtual event and still connect with people. So there's just a lot of opportunity out there. And I'm glad you brought that up because it was one of the uh, greatest events of my life as well. I I will continue to go to those and I appreciate you. You're so right about these events because one, I didn't mention that the the one of the be- most beautiful things about these events is the people and the connections you meet and you, you do on these events. I met you. I met like a five or yeah five five to ten more people that I still keep in contact. It's amazing in today's world, like with the technology and everything, and and we have the privilege to actually talk like on a weekly basis, me and you, and it's like just been such a pleasure, right? Yes. And you never know when it's gonna. Uh, where is it going to lead you? That event for me, it just opened up the door to just hunger and desire. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I know I can do this. Let's go and make everything, make it, make everything happen. So yeah, that was the the best point. I love it. And okay. Just because I asked you about the best part of your journey so far, I don't want to turn this thing negative necessarily, but I do need to ask you what has been the toughest part of, your journey so far? Toughest part of the journey has been definitely the risk. Uh, Through a lot of analysis about how I'm feeling, and this can be very related to anybody who's listening, uh, we all have, we, we all are different in some kind of way. Some people want to be more certain, you know, they want to be more comfortable. They want to have more money. Some people don't want to be so certain. So they want like adventure. They want to go out in the forest, have wild uh, experiences each and every day. Some people want to experience so much connection or love. Some other people want to be special in some other way. They want to be uh, unique. So for me, I came from a frame from back from my country. I came 
from frame where I was very certain. I had to be very certain that I had enough finances. I had to have everything that I needed. I could not be left on on the street. So the toughest point was the risk. The risk of the risk of going and doing something that's bigger than myself. We're, we're all going to be faced with something like that. And I'll tell you what, if you back down and you let that risk take over you, you're going to stay in the same spot. And I can, I can guarantee you what's going to happen. Some time will pass and you're going to be faced with the same risk that's actually begging you to overcome it and form a new side of yourself. You can't duck it. You can't, you, you, you can't get away from it. So that was the biggest part like, of, of, of my, my journey. The, the, risk of, the risk of being caught because at a time I was considered to be uh, uh, illegal or uh, as I say, like I was in the pursuit of uh, documentation and legalization in America. Right now I can gratefully with a full heart say that I, I have overpassed that and I'm uh, legal and I'm one more like uh, uh, U.S. citizen. But yeah. Time... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. But um, there was a time that that wasn't happening. And there was years, one, one and a half or two years that I was going, waking up each and every morning and being like, okay, today you're going to behave. You're not going to go this place. You're not going to that go that place. There is a big side of what other people don't see because a lot of people in America, they're privileged. And some people that come in America and want to live the, uh, want to make the life they want, which is something that's okay, but it de depends on your approach. If you're a good person and you have a good approach and you don't want to hurt anybody in your pursuit, but you actually want to bring others up, and you want to build something for yourself, I determine that's okay, cool. But if you're somebody that's causing trouble and doing some something bad, then, you know, it's not very nice when you come to somebody. It's just like coming to somebody's home, you know? You want to take off your shoes. So uh, what, what I want to say is the worst part was that risk, waking up, not knowing what's going to happen the next day. You know, I could get caught. I could be working so much for something and in a drop of a second something could happen and I could lose everything and be on the next flight back home I could anything could happen but here's the catch the, the, the catch the catch is without any risk there is no growth and you're not gonna understand that until you experienced it because before I experienced it I heard it a thousand times just like you are hearing it right now you're hearing this right now and you're like, yeah, without rest, there's no growth. But when you experience it, when you actually sum up the courage to go through it, when you are determined to grow and you go through it and you overcome that risk and form that new side of you, when you become more courageous, when you become more confident, that's when you're actually going to know what, actually, what, risks are, uh, what risks are. I heard a quote. It was said, Risks and failures, uh, they're, they're disguised as opportunities that we can use to build ourselves. So mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. That was my toughest point in my life, uh, not knowing what's going to happen and risking. But it can also be uh, a blessing. So yeah. I hope that answers the question. Yeah. You sure did. That was, such a, that was such a good answer. And 
no risk means no growth is a huge takeaway for me and everything you just said. And also, I think you made a really valid point when you said your life in Macedonia was good. So it wasn't like it was the worst thing ever. So the risk that you took to me was even more uh, admirable because you had a good life, but you wanted a great life. You wanted to, you wanted more growth. And that's, you almost like created this sense of urgency in yourself. Like I need to see what the next level was like and you did it. And I, (laughs) it's just awesome. I'm so glad that we're chatting about this because I think there's a lot of great takeaways here. Okay. I need to ask you just because we, we talked about it briefly before and I mentioned it in your bio, one of your favorite quotes is what you write, you invite. And I love it. And I'm also curious as to what that means to you and why you love that so much. This part is so, so special to me. And I love talking about it. And many of my friends are like, damn, bro, come on. You're going to talk about this. And I'm going to be like, yes, because it's, because it's such a special time in my life that happened. I used to have this really, I used to have it. I I still have it. Uh, It's a really small, uh, uh, thin, uh, how do you say a textbook it's a really small textbook that i wrote down everything that i wanted to achieve in my life so this point when i was 18 19 i started developing uh, uh, my senses and i was like okay i want this i want that and i started exploring how i can do it and i came across journaling and wishing upon it so i came across writing to invite so why i'm so so excited about this picture this it's 8 p.m. It's a night. There is uh, a chair next to a river. And there's me writing down and looking in the distance and being like, hmm, that would be very nice to have. <laughs> I wrote down goals. I wrote down things that I wanted to have. And I would write them down and I would carry this textbook every, day, every, every day and everywhere that I went. I used to go to school. I used to have it in my pocket. I used to go to soccer practice. It used to be in my backpack. After soccer practice, I would look at it. Uh, I, I would go like I would be in the bus and instead of looking at the window, I would be like reading this and I would be like giggling and laughing sometimes. Um, what I'm saying is I, I revised it all the time. And many of the, those goals was one of the, those goals was to come to America. And I get uh, second goal was to, this is quite funny. It's to, to meet the, the love of my life. And in December, uh, this past year in 2019, I actually married the love of my life. She, Congrats again, <laughs> my friend. And it was such mind blowing when it actually happens. What I'm, I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm, what I'm going to say is that whatever you write and you write with intensity and feeling like you already have it, something clicks. I'm not a scientist to explain it, but something clicks in your consciousness, in your body, something in the universe or God listens to you. I'm not sure what it is, but it comes closer to you. You're focused on it. Your RAS, the reticular activating system, looks for it. And it just, it, 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 it's just you on this mission to do this and it just comes into your life. So what I'm going to say is definitely get something that's very small, very compact, Maybe it's going to be like a card, a back of a visit card. Write down one or two things that you want 
a goal. Um, it, it doesn't have to be material. It can be a new characteristic. I want to be more courageous. I want, just recently, I wrote down on my, in my journal, uh, I wrote down, I want to step up more for my wife. What does that mean? I want to become a bigger person. That's something that's character-based. So you can write down anything that you want to show up in your life because when you write, you invite. Make sure. So step one, step one write down what you want. Step two, try to feel it. Try to feel it like you already have it. And then step three, revise it a couple of times in the day. You know, some people say revise it 10, 10 times, revise it one time. I... From my experience, I've revised it some days. I would revise it like a dozen times. Some days I would revise it just one time before going to bed. So just write that down, do all the steps, and just go with your own flow. And when you see how it happens, get excited, celebrate, because you want to anchor that into your system. And why do you want to anchor it? Because when you anchor it, you're going to want to use it even more. And then you're going to use it for more serious, for more better for, for, for bigger areas of your life you ain't, you are going to make happen anything that you want so that's how I used it uh, it's a part of my life today and every person that I listen to that's uh, successful and it's a speaker and a motivational uh, guy and it, just a source of inspiration has this in his uh, toolbox if you will are you sure that you're 23 years old? I think I need this. this <laughs> Last this, time I checked, I was 23. <laughs> this wisdom, the wisdom the man has is beyond anything I can even comprehend. It's so, so, so good. And I just learned from what you said. I've done a lot of speeches where I talk about goals. One of the things I need to talk about more is what you just said. Feel it. You know, it's not enough to just write it down and put it away and never look at it for a year feel yourself already having it. I love that idea and it attaches that emotion to it. I think that's such a good takeaway for, for everybody. So thank you for sharing that. I wrote it down. Feel it. Feel it as if you already have it. So you're, one of the other areas of your life is you are, you're an athlete. You're athletic and I believe if I am uh, researching you correctly that soccer is your number one sport. And what I want to ask you is, Laura, what what have you learned from the sport of soccer? And can you give us some takeaways that, or one takeaway that we can use in our everyday lives that you learn from sports? Definitely. This is a really exciting uh, topic because whenever it comes to soccer or any kind of sport, whenever we move the body, we create the energy. So that would be the biggest one. If you take like one thing out of this whole podcast, it will be this one thing. If you're not feeling right, if you're feeling low, or if you're just stuck on the couch, <laughs> get yourself up. I know it's going to be hard. Get yourself up. Move drastically in your body. Make a radical change in your body, and that's going to create the energy. Do something with your body. That's how you're going to get the energy. Don't go for the Red Bull. Don't go for the coffee. I'm not saying that I'm against coffee. I'm, I actually have a cup of coffee. But when we use the body in a proper way, that's where we form the energy soccer is a big thing because i've been uh, i've been training soccer like since i was eight years old so it's all so it was always a part of my life and a lesson that i've learned from that is it's a habit when you go to practice four to five times uh, a week 
or sometimes even more, sometimes every day practice and then on the weekend you have like a match, it becomes a habit. So when I moved to America, I did not uh, train in a club. I did not do- have those practices. But guess what happened? I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do all- with all this energy? So I started running in the morning. So I started exercising in the night, going to the gym or just having a body weight workout. What I'm saying is, it's good to have the healthy habits. And if you can get yourself to form a healthy habit, it's going to follow you in your life and it's going to make your life tremendous because health is all you have. Basically, health is all we have on the end of the day. So that's one of the biggest lessons. Another big lesson in, from soccer is working hard. Working hard, I, uh, I have a lot of, a lot of uh, examples of friends that succeeded and they weren't uh, better than the talented guys, but they worked hard. I could go through the city and when everybody was w- going out and to the bars and everything, I could call them and they would be on the track and they would be running. And that's their Friday night. That's their Saturday night. So work hard for whatever you want. Uh, a different thing that I'm going to say is consistency. You don't want to work hard something at something and just, okay, it's not bearing any fruit, that's it. Maybe that, maybe that uh, flower is just about to pick the ground and you stop it there. And what it's going to do? It's going to go back down. Don't stop. Be consistent. I know that I've, I'm, not very, uh, su- I'm not very successful at some areas in my life. I'm not very satisfied with some areas of my life, but if I stop the improvement, they will just die. So that's why I have to be consistent even if I uh, get one person to say uh, a good thing about me today. Even if I get to do one thing one day. Even if you, you just start like with one step. One step at a time and you just make the determination to not stop. You go, you go, and you go until. Hmm. That's the magic word, until. You go until, consistency is everything, and you just implement it in your life. So good. That is so good. And actually, you rolled that into the habits as well, because I'm a big fan of habits myself. And I think you just, <laughs> you nailed everything in one question. That was, that was really good. I need to ask you something that we've never really talked about before, and I'm wondering what your response is going to be. It's, it's pretty obvious to me that you, you eat healthy. I mean, you were talking about vegetables and fruit, eating real foods. I love that. It's obvious you exercise consistently. One of the things I want to ask you about, because I know it's a, it's a big topic, is sleep. And how important is sleep to you? Well, sleep is, um, I, I got to say, so I'm, I'm so excited when I'm up and I'm running and I'm living life. But when I get to sleep, oh, that's like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it, the sauna of every day. It's the best part of uh the, I could say, yeah, it's the best part of my day because uh, the, the, when you get the enough, enough sleep, when you get the proper sleep, when you get that deep sleep and nice one, then you can actually get up and do everything that you want. Um, health, is, health is like number one. And nutrition, when we eat greens and we eat fruit, that's what makes us moving. That, but when we drink some stuff that are not very healthy for us and we don't eat proper, it can interfere with our sleep. 
And when you, it's a vicious cycle. When you get, when your sleep is interfered and you get up and you're not at your best, then you can't perform at your best throughout the whole day. And then you go on to say, oh, I had a bad day. And then you go into bed with that thought. What's that going to form? That's going to form uh, a belief. And that belief is going to manifest in the next day. And it's a vicious cycle. You just keep on having bad days. It starts also with sleep. It's very important the five or 10 minutes before you go to bed. So I was reading this book and I was explaining a lot about the sleep and how you're accessing the subconscious mind when you are actually unconscious and sleeping. So whatever you say in the first, uh, uh, whatever you say in the last five to 10 minutes before hitting the hay is going to go into your subconscious and it's going to cement it there. And every night, more and more, if you put a good thought, the same thought every night, in 10 days, you're going to feel different than you felt before because that thought is going to affect you. So we can use sleep to actually program ourselves also. So I challenge you, five or 10 minutes before going to bed, think about all the good stuff that you had in the day. Or if you didn't have a good day, think about something nice. Think about, let's say, something that makes you smile, something that makes you joyous, something that makes you grateful, maybe something that makes you excited. Think about something positive and nice and go on if to sleep. The second thing that I'm going to say is figure out how much sleep you want, you, uh, you need. So I'm, at, I'm 23 years old and I'm so excited and pumped up about life. And I was listening to, um, to a motivational speaker that, that actually motivated me to live more in life. So I was like, hmm, so I can sleep like five or six hours so I can have more time in the day. But it wasn't something that was me. So I wanted to do that. I tried it out for a month or two, not, uh, for a month and a half actually. And I could feel that I wasn't performing at my best. I'm still young. I'm still growing and I still need seven to eight hours. So what I'm saying is figure out how much you need. Be, be motivated. Be excited about all the things, but figure out how much, how much you need. Maybe you need eight hours, but you don't need more than it. I can assure you that. If it's eight, schedule the time go through the sleep, and then wake up in the day straight away. Don't be in bed and roll a couple of times because that's something that leads to procrastination and laziness. Be done with it. Check it off. Sleep is done. Get up. Let's live. And then when you go back, you go back at a certain time each and every night. Be prepared for your sleep. Make it uh, a habit to to perfect it make it a habit to perfect your sleep because it's going to benefit your whole life that's something that i would say about the habit of sleep oh that's so good i and i accept your challenge boro i'm, I'm no, definitely bed. next 10 days five ten minutes before bed i'm going to be thinking about all the good things that happened that day i love that i love scheduling sleep instead of just winging it through life and hoping you know, you can go to bed early, schedule it. Okay, I'm going to bed at 10. I'm waking up at 6, whatever it is. I love that. And I also love health is all we have. You're so, it's so true. I got to tell you a quick story. Uh, Jesse Itzler, who I, I know you know as well, 
He's uh, just a, a mentor of mine. He's, he tells the story that if you have $500 million and you're on your beach house in the Bahamas and you have a sore throat, you're not having a great day. You have a sore throat. You don't feel good. Your health is not there. So you're right. Yeah. And the point is health is everything. I mean, that's, it's so, so big. And I appreciate you going into depth on sleep because clearly I, I'm in full agreement with everything you're saying. Now, the question is, we, we learn about you. We know about Boro. We know about your past. We know about you living in Jersey now. What is next for you, whether it's personally, professionally, anything? Do you have something you're striving for? And what are you working on currently? And what are you going after? Well, I'm glad you asked this because uh, the first thing I want to anchor is uh, – Never stop working on yourself. That's what's next for me uh, personally. I want to keep on working on my emotions, my thoughts, and how I live my life to see what I see in my reality to affect the people I affect in my life. And I recommend that for, for everybody else. There was a quote that I, that I read. It said, you are going to be the best project you will ever, you will ever work on. Mm. So consider that and and put it into your mind and go each and every day to mastering that. The second thing that I'm going to say about uh, what's next is something that I'm striving in my career. Yeah, I've three years ago, I came from uh, a country that not a lot of people know. I made it here. I built up a foundation. I surrounded myself with beautiful people. I attracted everything that I want in my life. And the next thing that I want to do is share it with others. The next thing that I want to do is use some of these things and lessons that I've learned in my life to help somebody other out. I can relate this to a couple of examples that have been kind and I've helped out somebody else without the exp expectation of something in return. And what that formed in my body in a form of an emotion, what I experienced in feelings is something beyond money, fame, or anything else that you can get. Whenever you help somebody out and you don't have anything back in return, you're just doing it for helping, that's what life is all about. So I want to do that. I'm, I'm very much, that's why I, I love this podcast. I love talking with other people in connection. I love talking. Um, I want to make my life a career of helping. So I'm going into uh, the field of coaching because I know all of these lessons and I've learned so much, I feel there are a lot of young people there that are scrolling through their phones. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I'm saying that because I know how you feel. You felt like that because you're maybe lost. Maybe there's something that you're experiencing in your life and that's uh, your outlet. The scrolling on the phone is your outlet. But really deep inside, what you're actually feeling is that you want to have a breakthrough that you want to have a next level of your life. Maybe is that you want to know that you're in control of your life. And I can tell you it's very easy, but you're not going to do it alone. I didn't do it alone. I have a couple of coaches. I still do to this day. So I'm something, uh, that's something that I'm going for. I'm uh, building a career in the coaching area. And uh, a goal that I put up actually on my wall, I can, you can't see it right now, but the goal is, to in 10 years to um, 
still be doing this. So it's something that I want to make my life, uh, make a part of my life. That's something that I want to do. And yeah, that's, that's basically the plans. You got some gems in there. I love when you said give with zero expectation of receiving. I just think that is, oh, that's as powerful as it gets right there. So thanks for, for telling us about that. And I, I want to acknowledge you because I think that was awesome. You are a coach who is receiving coaching from other people. To me, that is the ultimate in a, somebody that I want as a coach because if I'm with somebody and they say, I don't need coaching, I already know everything there is, I'm so appreciative of you knowing a lot, but also realizing that having coaches yourself is a huge way to keep improving and adding value to other people. So thank you for sharing that. And personally, on a personal topic, Boro and I have been having, like he mentioned earlier, weekly phone calls, um, half an hour, 45 minutes, and they've been so powerful, I think to both of us, but I can speak from my perspective. This guy is real. We have real talks. We laugh, we cry, we tell each other the truth, and it's amazing. So I hope if anybody is hearing this and wants to reach out to Boro, definitely reach out. The guy is next level, and uh, I appreciate you. Everything you just said, your story, your knowledge, your wisdom of a 74-year-old at 23. <laughs> and I want to, I, I do this at the end of these episodes. I want to finish with the final five, these five questions. I'm going to challenge you. I know you don't know these are coming, but I want you to see if you can answer these in like one or two sentences max. I'm going to put a little challenge. Challenge, challenge yes. accepted. You gave me a challenge. Now I got to give you a challenge. All right. Let's go. Here we go. How does Boro want to be remembered? As a good guy, very simple. As a good guy, doing what he can for somebody else and living a life of laughter, <laughs> uh, success, and sharing. That's all. I love. No, I love that. I, uh, to me, the more simple it is, the more powerful. Mm-hmm. Laughing, success, and sh- you said sharing. Sharing. Yeah. I love that. What are you most thankful for in your life for my parents my parents have given me a lot of difficulties i'm not going to lie but they have challenged me so much that i was tempted to grow so i'm so thankful for them they were always supporting me but they always said come on and they pushed me so i became more i'm so grateful for them i love that that's a great that's a great uh, answer right there if I see Boro, and actually I did see this a little bit for at the Tony Robbins event, but if I see you at a wedding reception and you're dancing, what is your best dance move? Wow, you got to see that. <laughs> That's going to blow your mind. You're <laughs> definitely going to share that. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get like a hundred people to do that same dance move because that same dance move is like. Wait, can you explain the dance move for those that haven't seen it? It's very simple. It starts in the ankles, then it goes in the knees, then the hips, and then the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> All right. What is, what's the biggest obstacle you've overcome? 
the biggest obstacle I've overcome is fear of being judged. A lot of us are afraid of being judged. That's why we don't let our own sh uh, light shine. Uh, mm. As long as I was keeping this fear within me, I wasn't able to talk to other people, to connect with other people, to say openly that I am a coach, to go in a club that I knew nobody and be like, I want to start practicing. And as soon as I got away from this fear, everything started opening up. You have to realize that even though there's 7 billion people on this earth, you have your own unique life to live. So don't care that much about everybody else and keep a smile on your face. Oh, that's so good. I love that. We could have a whole episode just about that overcoming fears. I think that's a powerful one. Yeah. All right. Last one is who is your hero? My hero? And it could be some people say like, can it be somebody you haven't met, somebody that's not alive? Absolutely. It can be whoever comes to your mind. <laughs> I would make it this interesting and I would say uh, whoever invented the headphones. <laughs> because through those, through those headphones, I got to listen to Tony, to Les Brown, to Gary V, uh, to Tom Bilyeu, to, um, to just an enormous amount of people that were willing to give out their secret of how they became successful and uh, became happy and fulfilled and say, said, listen, take this and use it in your life. That's something that I'm going to note too. If you do one action from this whole podcast, open up a video, open up a, an audio book, get some, some kind of positive information from some influencer uh, that means good. So you can start this road of self-development. I love the actionable ideas that you're giving viewers or listeners. I think that's really powerful and it's simple. It's not difficult, but I think it's, it's necessary for growth. So I appreciate you, my friend. I want to make sure we'll put it in the show notes as well. But if somebody's listening and wants to reach out to you to follow you uh, for coaching, just to pick your brain, what's the best way somebody can find Bora? Uh, thank you for asking. The best way to, to find me is either on Instagram, on Coach Borislav Angelovsky or at Facebook on my uh, page, Borislav Angelovsky. Those are the two places. We're going to link that because the spelling might be difficult. So we're linking that up. <laughs> definitely. definitely. <laughs> we'll make sure we get everybody linked up. So I appreciate you, my friend. I, I love all of our conversations weekly. I'm so glad you came on the podcast. And I appreciate your time. I'm rooting for you. And I can't wait to see what you do down the road. Thank you. I'm so grateful for uh, being on this podcast. I'm so grateful for having you as my friend and also being here. But I'm also grateful for every listener that's here on the podcast. You chose to implement some time into this. So praise yourself for that. And uh, to anybody else, peace and love. That's all it's about. I love it. Peace and love. Well, peace out to you, my friend. Peace. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, 
I am watching you. <laughs> Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker. At Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks, and I love you so much.